Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Garage Gossip. I am very excited for this one. I hope you are too. There is a lot to talk about. And when I say a lot, I really do mean a lot. Because we're going to talk about previous weekend, which was the Guitar Grand Prix. But before we jump into that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about myself. Because since this is the first episode, I know not a lot of people know me. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to introduce myself a little bit. My name is Mara. Um I am almost 18 years old um, and I'm currently uh, a journalism student, so I'm currently studying journalism. Um, I'm from Belgium, by the way, um, and my dream is to become a Formula One journalist, which I know is a very long shot, but I believe I can get there. So that's the most important thing, I think. It's not a lot about myself and I don't think you guys need to know more. I think that that's enough for now. Um, welcome to everybody! Yeah, I'm very excited! So yeah, let's jump in to the recap of the Qatar, Qatar Grand Prix. Wow. English is a little bit difficult sometimes, by the way, guys. Um, I'm a very good English speaker. Um, I have the highest level in English that you can get. But sometimes I just don't know the words. Or sometimes I speak too quickly and my words fade into each other and they're not really words anymore. So yeah, just so you know that. <laughs> I'm gonna try and speak as slow as I can, but when I'm very excited about something and when I'm talking about something that's a passion of mine, uh, like Formula One, it's very <laughs> difficult for me to speak slowly, but I'm gonna try my best. Um, so yeah, now let's really jump in, into the recap of the Qatar Grand Prix. We're gonna start with Friday, obviously. Um, free practice was first. This was actually the weekend where I watched free practice for the first time. Like normally I never have time to watch it or I'm never free to watch the free practices. But I was this Friday, so it was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch free practice. Um I only have two things to say about the free practice because it was a very drama-free free practice, which I really liked because I'm not really a fan of drama. Actually, a little bit of drama is okay, but not too much. Um, so the first thing that um, I would say about this is the dust. What? What the hell? It was, and I'm not. I wasn't even in the car, but I could just see that it was so difficult to drive on that track. There was so much dust on track. The wind was not helping at all. Um, so yeah, they maybe need to do something about that next year. But then again, there isn't much they can do about that. So it's a bit difficult. But yeah, I mean, we saw a few drivers go off. Partly because of the dust. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But you know, the dust was... What, it was a problem. <laughs> and then the other thing that I want to say about free practice is the temperature. I mean, free practice was in the day. Um, the sprint shootout was in the day as well. And then the qualifying for the Grand Prix on Sunday, the sprint race and the Grand Prix itself, they were all in the evening. And if you do free practice in the day, and let's say the Grand Prix in the evening, you get a really big difference in temperature. And that's really difficult for these drivers and for the teams. So I think they had to, you know, 
put a little bit more thought into that because you know okay i get that you can do the sprint race in the day as well because you already had the sprint shootout in the day but you they could have moved the grand prix a little bit more to the day side but then again you saw a lot of problems with the drivers and the heat and stuff like that so i don't know it's just a little bit like not necessarily like a big problem just a little small one yeah just a small one i mean there's not much they could do about that so yeah i don't know it's just a thought that popped up in, in my head next is qualifying um and the first thing i'm gonna say about this and this applies to the full weekend track limits color inside the lines guys it's not i mean I'm gonna, i was gonna say it's not that difficult but i mean i've never driven an f1 car so i don't know how difficult it is it probably is very difficult and yeah it's just there was a lot of problems with track limits and i mean max was the only driver that didn't have issues with track limits i heard somewhere i don't know where it was but i heard it somewhere max was the only driver like i said who didn't have any problems with track limits in qualifying all the other drivers had problems with it the most prominent ones were the two mclarens lando and oscar and um sergio perez those i think were the th most prominent drivers that had problems with track limits um for Paris, it resulted in him being out in Q2. Um, Sainz also out in Q2, by the way. Uh, that's also something that I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if for Carlos it was track limits or not. I don't think it was. Um, but I mean, the Ferrari was pretty quick this weekend. So, I don't know. I find it weird that he was out in Q2. I mean, it could be that it was track limits. But I've seen a couple of different medias and stuff like that and mm, there's nowhere anything about color science and track limits in q2 so yeah it's weird but you know perez out in q2 because of the track limits um yeah that's that's very unfortunate for him and you know he had more problems with track limits um in the grand prix itself uh, but we're gonna talk about that a little later uh but then again um lando and oscar also problems with the track limits. For Lando, it was very dramatic. I mean, he was P2. He then was moved all the way to P P10 because both of his laps that he did, the times of that were both removed because of track limits. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a thing. But I mean, the McLarens got back perfectly um, in the sprint on Saturday and on Sunday. They, they did what they needed to do. So that's all fine. Um, Oscar also track limits in qualifying was P4, then got up to P3 because of Lando, and then got to P6, which isn't that... It's not as bad as Lando's, but, I mean, it's still not good either. Um, and my other thing, and this is... We're gonna talk a little bit happy things, guys, now. Happy, well, it's one thing that I'm really excited for when I saw it. Valtteri Bottas was in Q3 and that just, it really made my day, guys. Um, sadly enough, by the way, I wasn't able to um, watch qualifying um, because I did not have the time, so that's the only thing I missed. Um, I watched free practice, but I didn't watch qualifying. It's a good compromise, if you ask me. 
um, faltering Q3, I saw that and I was like, wow, oh my gosh. Because I think it's only the third or the fourth time he was in Q3. So I don't know, it was just very excited when I saw it. Now the big elephant in the room for qualifying. And I know most people already know what I'm talking about. The Landstroll drama. Um, for the people who aren't, you know, don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, Lance was out in Q3 and then when he was back in the garage he threw his steering, steering wheel out of his car and he was seen to push his trainer and in his um, post-qualifying interview he also was very sure with his answers and stuff like that so yeah I followed this a little bit online and there were a lot of people that were saying like oh Lance doesn't deserve his F1 seed or Lance um, should move to a different category um, or Lance should be banned from F1 and I get it that you say things like that somehow I get it but I mean Lance isn't a bad driver okay he isn't doing that great at the moment but he has been doing much better before so we all know Lance has it it's just not showing at the moment so I don't know what is going on with Lance at the moment but I do think that when Lance gets back into the right mindset he can do much better so I'm not one of the people that is gonna say Lance doesn't deserve his F1 seat because I think he fully deserves it he is a good driver but he's not showing that at the moment and if I were if I were his team principal I would say you know what Lance get on top of your game or we're gonna uh, take you out of the car for a few races, put something else, someone else in it, um, in the means of Felipe Dragovic. And you know, when you're back in the right mindset, you can go back in your car, but right now it's not really what we want because the Aston Martin is not a bad car. I mean, look at Fernando, he's been doing perfect. Well, perfect is a big word, um, but you know, he's been doing amazing. And yeah, yes, it's not the it's not a problem with the car itself. I think, I think it's definitely a problem with Lance. Well, a problem is again that a big word, but you, you get what I mean. Um, it's not the car, it's the driver. And I think something really has to change in Lance's mindset. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, next, the sprint shootout. Um, we moved to Saturday. Actually, the next thing wasn't the sprint shootout. It was, I forgot the name that they gave it. It was a little extra session of 10 minutes that the drivers got for uh, getting another circuit again because corner 12 and 13 were you know, made a little bit smaller because of the drivers always going up on the curb and the tire stuff. I'm not really good at explaining this um, and I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I didn't really understand anything. Well, not... I understood a few things. But not a lot when they were explaining what was happening with the tires when the drivers went onto that curb. There were small parts, small parts that I understood, but not the full thing. So I'm not gonna try and explain that to you guys. If you want to know, just search it up. And I'm pretty sure you all know what was wrong with the tires. <laughs> um, so yeah, they got that extra 10 minutes to get to know the circuit again. I think that was super beneficial for like the rookies this season, uh, Oscar, Logan and Liam as well. Um, and then drivers like um, Hülkenberg, Magnussen, others, I don't know, um, I don't think so, that haven't driven in Qatar yet. I mean, it was only the second time we went to Qatar 
And I think those 10 minutes were super beneficial for them because, you know, you only get one free practice and then it was qualifying immediately after that. That's very difficult for a driver who hasn't driven on the circuit before. Like, that's super difficult. So that session was very, very helpful with, for them. Thank you. Thank you, FIA, to give that to the drivers. That was very sweet of you guys. It was necessary, but very sweet. Again, track limits, guys. Track limits, track limits, track limits. It was a big problem this weekend. It's the same as in Austria. Yeah, there's not much I can say about the track limits. I mean, um, we obviously saw Max, who had problems, is a big word, uh, with track limits, being that his last lap was deleted because of track limits. Um, Lando as well, which I did not know. I mean, I knew he was P2 and he, you know, he, yeah, he was there, but I did not know his last lap time got deleted because of track limits. I thought it was just that he messed up because of like going off the road in the last turn, but it was apparently track limits as well, which I did not know. And I just realized that while reading the article of F1 on that site. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta be informed before you start a podcast, guys. You gotta be informed. So I read all the articles on the F1 site again to, you know, refresh everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, track limits. Um, I mean, for Oscar it was very beneficial. He didn't have any, well, he probably had a few problems with it, but not that much and not that big of a problems, which resulted in him being on pole for the very first time, which I was very excited about and very proud of. I mean, he's in his rookie season, guys. Can you realize that rookie season and already on pole in his 17th Grand Prix? I'm sorry guys, but just very proud, very proud. Um, and then the other big thing, um, well, it shocked me. Um, I don't know if there were others, but Hamilton out in Q2. It was also track limits, I think. Um, I'm not so sure about that anymore. <laughs> it was a big shocker when I saw it. I thought he was gonna come back, but he wasn't. So yeah, big shock for me. Um, but you know, nothing, nothing we could do about that. <laughs> Next, the sprint race. I mean, I have a lot to say about that. Again, track limits. But that was only after the sprint race that we really got problems with it. That was for Leclerc and Stroll. They both got a five second time penalty. So they were both devoted to a lower place. I'm not so sure where they both ended. I think Leclerc on 12th and Lance on 15th or something like that. Not so sure. Which also meant that both Albon and Alonso went up a place which resulted in them being in the points. Well, Albert was already in the points, but instead of one point, he got two points. And Alonso wasn't in the points, so when he moved up place, he was in the points. First, the race itself. Um, three safety guards. Uh, Lawson and Sargent. That was all their own fault. Both their own fault. Um, Liam was on the dirty side of the track. He saw Lewis swiggle a little bit and then he swiggled himself and he went off and that was his own fault and he knows that. Logan, I don't know how that happened but I know that it was his own fault so yeah that also happened and then the big thing, the big crash from the sprint race, Ocon, Hulkenberg and Paris. Honestly I have a lot to say about that but I'm gonna try and condone it a little bit. Um, so what happened was Ocon and Hulkenberg were both, you know, 
They were going into the corner together, and I mean, two cars. It's you know, it's on the verge of being dangerous, but it was possible. Um, and they were fighting for track position, so that you know, I get that. That's what happens in F one. But then Paris came in there, and it was like, "Hello, guys!" And he just cra they just crashed. So how I think it happened was. Um, like I said, Ocon and Hülkenberg fighting for track position and Perez came in there as well on the right side and Hülkenberg saw him, so Hülkenberg wanted to go a little bit more to uh, the left side to give Perez a little bit more space, I think, I don't know, or maybe to avoid crashing into Perez and then he Hülkenberg crashed into Ocon and Ocon crashed into Perez and then, you know, they all went off, Hülkenberg drove further I mean, he got out of the gravel and he went back on track, which he retired after. Um, and then, yeah, Ocon and Paris, they were stranded in the gravel. Um, I don't know if you saw Esteban looking at his car and Paris's car when they were both out of their car and they were both standing in the gravel. But I left so hot. It was amazing. If you haven't seen it, you should really play back the sprint race. And if you don't want to watch the whole sprint race again, just go to that point where they're both in the gravel and you Ocon is just standing there. It's so hilarious. It's hilarious. I love that moment. The difference between soft and mediums. I mean, we know that there is a difference between those two tires. And at first I was really like, oh, the soft guys, they're, they're ruling this. They're gonna... Yeah, the, the soft guys are gonna come out of this the best. And then it all just because you know the three safety cars really really helped the soft guys it really did and then for like the last what was it the last seven laps i think maybe we got no safety car and that's when the tide turned immediately like it just it turned so drastically and the medium guys were like no guys it's just you're not you're not you're not doing it come on just no um so yeah, I mean, at first it was um, the only like tire combination of drivers that I can remember is both um, McLarens were on mediums, which at first I thought was very dumb. I was saying like, oh, you should have split it just like Mercedes did it, um, because Mercedes did one soft to a medium, uh, Russell being on the soft, Hamilton being on the medium. Um, but, you know, then it all just shifted and was like, oh no, McLaren, you did amazing. <laughs> Whatever, I'm proud of you. There were also a few drivers, and it was one of the other Romeos, but I don't recall which one it was that pitted. And they went from mediums to softs, because the softs were ruling at that point and they were being the best. Um, and then it just all shifter and yeah it did not work out and pitting in a sprint race i don't get why you would do that it were only 19 laps so i don't get why you pitted not really i mean no i can't i can't get my head wrap my head around that i really can't no that's too weird for me i don't get why you pit i really don't get it anyway two other big 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 massive takeaways from the sprint race well obviously max verstappen won his third driver's championship in a row. He is officially the 2023 F1 world champion, um, which congrats, by the way. Um, I think he fully deserves it. He did great this season. Um, I'm not really that big of a Max fan, but his domination this year was impeccable and we still have a few races left. So I do really think he's still gonna be on top of his game. 
I mean, if I were Max, and this, I mean this, if I were Max, I would now say, you know what, guys, since I've got that championship in the bucket, I'm still gonna race, but I'm not gonna give it my all. You know what, let the other guys do, do fun things. Let the other guys be on the top step. You know what? I don't think Max is like that. So anyway, <laughs> the other big massive takeaway from this race is Oscar Piastri won his first ever F1 race. And I don't know if people really say it, see it as like a big win of an F1 race or if they just see it as a win of an F1 sprint race. Um, because, I mean, it's massive that he won that and I'm absolutely proud of him for doing that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it counts. Like, it definitely counts, but I don't know if it's... it's uh, I'm not so sure if it's the same as like a Grand Prix win. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, enough said about the sprint race. Let's move on to the Grand Prix. First things first, every team had to do at least three pit stops. Uh, I think there were some drivers that even did four pit stops, but I'm not so sure who it was. Um, I think it was one of the um, Aston Martins, I think. Um, and I'm not sure about this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I think, no, it was not one of the Williams. I was gonna say one of the Williams, and then I was thinking Sergeant, but Sergeant DNF'd, so... No, it was not. I don't know. Some teams even did four pit stops. Um, it was fun for once to just, you know, be able to predict when the car, when every driver was gonna pit. It was really fun. I loved doing that. And if you watched on um, F1 TV, and I don't know if that's on other platforms as well, but they did these little pop-up things that said, you know, for example, Max Verstappen can pit no later than lap. 34, for example. I really love those. I loved it, but I don't think I want three pit stops in any other Grand Prix. I don't think my heart can take that. Um, on the note of pit stops, by the way, what the fuck did McLaren do? I mean, how the hell did they get a pit stop of 1.8? 1.8, guys. That's the fastest pit stop ever in history, by the way, if you did not know that. Um, when I saw that, I was like yelling in my room because they did such a fast pit stop. Um, yeah, very proud of the McLaren pit crew. Very proud. And I was very, very, very happy that it was with Lando. I mean, I love Oscar. I love Oscar, but Lando is just a little bit... <laughs> he has my heart a little bit more. Now, the race itself. We gotta start with the drama that unfolded. Lap 1, corner 1, Mercedes, because the first thing I said when I saw that happen was Oh my god, Toto is not gonna be happy. Can someone check on Toto for me, please? That were my first words. My first words when I saw that happen. And there was a bit of an uncertainty whose fault it was, but Lewis has said that it was his fault. At first it was like, no, that's not my fault. It's George's fault, as he said, you know, I was taken out by my own teammates. Um, and George felt very, very bad about it. We all heard that on the radio. But Lewis has said after the um, race that it was his fault and that he feels sorry about it. So, you know, that's chapter closed. I mean, watching that back, you could really see that Lewis had a lot, a lot, a lot of space left on his side, on his left side, so that he could move out of the way very easily. So yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult situation. 
But, I mean, the team, Lewis, has said it's his fault, so that's that. Next, track limits. We had... Okay, let me count. Um, Sergio Perez had three five-second penalties. Pierre Gasly also three. Album two. And I think Stroll had one, I think. Um, but, I mean... There were a lot of drivers that got the black and white flag. Oscar got the black and white flag on lap 26, I think. And he managed to not go over the white lines anymore, which I think is very, very, very extraordinary in a race of 57 laps. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, McLaren's were really struggling with track limits in the beginning of the weekend, but they got back so well and they didn't flirt anymore with those track limits. They were like, nah, uh uh, 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 you're not gonna mess around with the, the rest of my weekend. You stay away. Stay away from me. So yeah, that's just... They really... Guys, listen, come on. You really need to learn how to color inside lines. It's not that difficult. And you can do it. We all know you can because you've already had 17 Grand Prix. Two of those where you were flirting and not coloring inside the lines. But the other 15, you did color inside lines. So we know you can. So please, next time... Try to color inside the lines. I, I know you can. I know you can. Thank you. Next. McLaren versus Lando. That's that's exactly how I wrote it out. When I say it like that, I make it sound like it was a big, big, massive problem. But it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was just something that I wanted to talk about. Because in the last few laps, you know, it was Verstappen, Piastri, Norris. That was the order. And for, in fourth place was Russell. Oscar was doing amazing. Nothing to say on Oscar, but Lando was doing just that little more. It was just a little bit better, and he asked. Well, he didn't ask. The communication came from McLaren that they wanted to hold position, so let Lando be P3 and Oscar P2. And Lando said, well, not in those words, but I'm way quicker. Why are you doing this? And I totally get Lando there. Lando was in need way quicker. I mean, he had fastest lap almost every lap the last few laps of the race. So I don't really know what McLaren was thinking there. And, you know, I'm not part of the McLaren crew and the McLaren strategists and stuff like that. But I don't really know what McLaren was thinking there, which I would very much like to know. I would very much like to know that. But, you know, whatever. In the last lap, and I mean this, in the last lap, I really thought Lena was going to fight Oscar. I mean... Lando was a little bit aggressive in his car, but he didn't do anything. So, yeah, well... It's fine. Then, this is mainly in the results. Again, something that I was very, very excited about. When I saw it, it's again about Alfa Romeo. Like I said, when I saw that Bottas was in Q3 in qualifying, I was excited. But when I saw that both Alfa Romeos ended up in the points on Sunday, I was very much excited. I mean, we all know Valtteri is an amazing driver. But Zoo, I'm very proud of him. I think there are people that doubt him because he hasn't scored that many points this season. Uh, six to be exact, which two of those were from in Qatar. So four from other weekends, which isn't that much. But then again, there are drivers that have less points and more experience. I wouldn't doubt him. I think if you put Zou in a good car, like a Ferrari, for example, or a Mercedes, I think he can score big chunks of points. So yeah, I was very excited and very delighted to see Zou and Feltri in the points. And then the last thing, and I think that's a very serious topic, um, we saw Logan retire because he wasn't feeling well. And then afterwards, Williams posted about it on his, on their socials, that Logan was indeed unhydrated, but that he was feeling better. And apparently 
I saw this online. Some drivers fainted in the medical center after the race. We also heard um, Fernando Alonso ask his engineer if he if they could throw water on him when he came in for a pit stop. We saw George Russell open his visor every time he came in came in for a pit stop. We saw him also take his hands off the steering wheel, you know, to let some air get into get to his hands. We saw Lando also opening his visor while he was on track. Uh, George as well. So the heat was really not playing in their favor. I think it was very dangerous to let them drive for such a long time in such warm weather. I mean, we saw Oscar and Max sit on the ground in the cooldown room. So yeah, I don't know. I think there needs to be something that the FIA or the teams can do to help their drivers stay cool in the car because, you know, those cars get really hot. The temperature is really hot. The suits were, that they wear they are really hot, so something should be done to help the drivers stay cool in their cars, I think. But yeah, that's it on the Qatar Grand Prix. What's next? What is next? Next time we go to Austin in the USA. That's the weekend of the 20th October till the 22nd October. Uh, so not next weekend, but the weekend after that. It's also a sprint weekend. And it's also most likely the weekend where we see Daniel Ricciardo return in the AlphaTauri seat, um, which means this was Liam Lawson's last F1 race for the moment, um, which I think is very sad. I mean, I love Liam and I think he's a fantastic driver. I mean, he even scored points and he, only, he has only driven five, if I'm saying it, if, if I'm correct there, five Grand Prix. If you look at Liam and then you look at Logan, you, you get what I'm saying there. Um, so yeah, I really think that Liam is going to be in an F1 seat in this and three years to be honest i really think that or at least i really hope that because he really has the potential and he really is a good driver and i think he has proven that he is worthy of an f1 seat i have no clue for what team he would drive then but if they kick what well, that sounds very 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 rude but if red bull kick paris out and they put daniel again next to max in the red bulls then there is an open seat at alftari and i'm a firm believer that when they do that and when they have an open seat at Alphatari, which will change their name next season, anyway. Um, if they have that open seat, I think they w would definitely put Liam in there. Because Liam is just an amazing driver. So yeah, at least I hope so. <laughs> I really, 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 really hope so. But you know, there are other drivers, other F Formula 2 drivers that I really think deserve an F1 seat. I mean, maybe we're, we're maybe getting an 11th team, so, you know. Maybe the potential is there for some F2 drivers to get into F1, right? Um, I mean, we're seeing Oli Berman, 17-year-old, and he's already going to drive uh, some of the free practices for Haas. Frederick Vesti, the same for Mercedes. Things like that really make me believe that some of the current Formula 2 drivers are definitely going to be Formula 1 drivers in the future. But yeah! That's really it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know when the next one will be. I think the next one might be the pre-race episode of the Austin Grand Prix. But you know, maybe I'll just make an extra one. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think of this. There should be a Q&A button somewhere on your screen. I don't know how this works, but you know, that. And if you can find that, you can also always contact me on Instagram. So yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one.